Father Mark said, tell us a little bit about your journey. So I will have pieces, a piece tonight, a piece tomorrow, and a piece on Friday. I'll tell you how I met my wife. I was a monk, Roman Catholic monk, for 11 years. I'll tell you about that tomorrow. But I left for good reasons. But I was a lost soul. I was just lost. lost. I, I imploded. I had a crisis of faith. When I left, I gave up all religion, all Christianity, all pursuit. I just like threw it all off the ship. And in my case, I, I became a Quaker. I loved the silence. I loved their social action. I loved what they offered. And my wife, as I discovered later, was a spiritually lost soul, and we got along well. How do I say this to you? I left the monastery and became a high school guidance counselor, public school, Matawan, New Jersey. And at 31 years old, 32 years old, I really had the oyster, the world as my oyster. Why? Because I was single, then I was good-looking, vital. And frankly, there were a lot of women, young women at the school, who were not married, who were quite interested at that point in getting married. So, and there were many more of them than there were of me. And I had a little studio apartment and a little Volkswagen and so on. And I was a high school guidance counselor, which at that time was a plum. Because it was a very large public school, 100 teachers. And I ate with them. I was part of the teachers' union. And, and I was really friends with them. Dad said to me, Al, you leave here at 2.30. Your hands are empty. You don't have briefcases of papers that you're going to correct. And you don't have four courses you're going to prepare. And you come in the next day, your hands are empty. You didn't spend half the night working at prep. And you spend your whole day in a leather chair talking to humans one-on-one. -on -one. We face 25 of these monsters all day long. <laughs> and you get the same pay we do. I say, you got that right. <laughs> so as a result, there were a lot of teachers going to school at night to get a degree in, in guidance counseling. <laughs> So, so I, I thought, well, because Madawan's near the Jersey shores, near the ocean, have all summer off, a nice pay. I said, this is not half bad. So among one of my things I did as an extra, I was in charge of giving the SAT tests to the students, but there was regional. So students came from all over to our school twice a year to take the SATs. And I was the guy to handle that. I had to get 20 teachers as proctors. And, and the pay was good, so teachers would come to me, oh, Al, can I be your proctor on Saturday? I only have to work till noon. I say, well, maybe. But there was this one young woman, teacher, Kay, who was so attractive and so smart and so special in my head that I was just, and I say, mute when she came around. I was just like frazzled, like, ah! Uh, so, I mean, I, I would say hello to her and how you doing, but that's all I could get out. But I really, like, adored her. And she was in a different orbit than I was. But I was dating other people, but, man, I couldn't go near that orbit. So, 
in May, I had SATs to give. So I had her as one of the teachers. And my whole job as, as director of this stuff was just like, all I did was walk around and look important. And, make, you know, and you get kids who faint, so you have to get the nurse to take care of them. And <laughs> my whole job consisted in making sure no one cheated, get all the test booklets, count them twice, put them in a box, lick it sealed, and get it to the post office by 1 o'clock. That's it. Okay, I can do that. So I would stop at each door and chat with the teacher for a minute, look at this class. So I'd stop at her room and chat with her. How you doing? And then I'd leave my heart be going like this. So that weekend, I had an, an invitation to go to a wedding, late Saturday afternoon, about 4 o'clock. And I really didn't want to go. It was in Cranford, New Jersey. I didn't know anybody. It was May. It was hot. Did not want to go. So however the Lord works, and it was the Lord, I went to the post office. And after I left the post office, only then did I say to myself, oh, you know what? Kay is going to be back at school because she's moderator of the cheerleaders, and they have practice. So why don't you go back now and ask her out? I said to myself, there's a thought. <laughs> and the, the sequence is this literal, and it was the Holy Spirit. I said to myself, all right. So I went directly back to the school where she was. She had had lunch, and I had had lunch separately. And she was standing behind the baseball cage watching the baseball team practice, and she had her hands on the cyclone fence. And I walked up beside her, and I put my hands on the cyclone fence. And like I didn't even look at it, I said, how you doing, Kay? How was the uh, proctoring today? I said, let me ask you a question, please. Today's Saturday. You interested in, in going out for dinner tonight? <laughs> and she just turned, and she looked me right square in the face. She said, Al, I've been waiting for that question for a long time. <laughs> I said, oh. <laughs> and then like any good woman, had to like give me instructions. But Al, it's 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, and I have plans tonight. I really do. So please, you give me a call this week, and we'll go out next weekend. Like, okay, is that OK, Al? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I drove home a couple of blocks, like 97 miles an hour. <laughs> I said, oh. And then in sequence, I got home, I sat down, I said, oh crap, I have nothing to do till Monday morning. The SATs are over, Kay's busy, and I am vapid till Monday. What am I going to do? And only then did the thought occur to me, well, you have an invitation to this wedding. I said to myself, mm-mm, I don't want to do that. So I had this like, what else are you going to do then? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you should just go to the one. No, I'm not going to go to the one. So finally, out of sheer frustration, I just gave in to myself. I said, all right, I'll go to the dumb wedding. So I went. Big Roman Catholic church. I got there early. I was sitting there, and there was no one within 10 people of me, front, right, left, and back. I said, what am I doing here? I felt just so isolated and so lonely. And I only knew the bride and groom and no one else. And then this human came out 
young woman with a guitar to lead us in singing. And I said to myself, well, look at that. I said, that's beautiful. And I looked at her finger. There was no engagement ring, no wedding ring. I said, and this voice was beautiful, just beautiful. I said to myself, well, just for something to do, I think I will try to meet her at the reception. Just <laughs> at least I have a goal, <laughs> something to live for for the next four hours. <laughs> I had come from Medawan, New Jersey to Cranford. She had come from New York City to play at the wedding. She was not Roman Catholic. And we met at the reception. I asked her to dance. And I ended up marrying her. I did take Kay out the next weekend. <laughs> and we discovered after one meal that she's a nice person, I'm a nice person, but we just are boring with each other. There was just no chemistry. And I married my wife. And through her, every, 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 every good thing that's ever happened to me since came through her. The only reason I'm on this rug, the only reason I'm orthodox is through her. I could go on with a million stories, but at one point when we were dating, courting, engaged, she said to me, Al, you're too good to be a guidance counselor. Quit and go on and get a doctorate. I'm a nurse. I'll work. And I said to her, I looked at her and I said, woman, are you crazy? I like my life. You want me to qu not even take a leave of this, quit. I said, I wasn't a psych major. I could never get into a doctoral program. I'm not that smart. So I quit. <laughs> <laughs> and spent a year playing catch up and got into a doctoral program and got out and Everything good in my life, two children, came through her. So you understand the point I'm making because one of my topics is vocation. It's all God. I know what I wanted, and it didn't happen. And God knew what he wanted, and it did happen, and here I am, one very utterly, eternally grateful fellow that God prevailed in that one and in all others. So that's one snippet of my story. It's all God. It is all God. Now, 